Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, uh, yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams are losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rapper for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I guess welcome back to us. <laughs> we took a week uh, off. A much yeah. needed week off. Thank you guys for tolerating our um, vacation time, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, right. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me, as always, I have the fellas Trey Ely, John Lane, and Jay Hill. What up, fellas? Jail. What's what up? up? What did you do on your day off? <laughs> um, uh, I got fired. Right. Oh. <laughs> I got fired on my day off. day off. Fair enough. What are you uh, trying to build a clubhouse? Probably did more work. <laughs> uh, this is the podcast is uh, where we are musicians and artists who love to talk sports. And let's get right into our first segment without any delay. Um, the Nats are continued to surge second place currently in the NL, NL East and two games above 500 for the first time this season. Uh, first question of the day. When can the Nats fans start to have faith in this team that they will be and uh, they'll be able to compete? Trey. Um, so the Nats are in the beginning of one of the most difficult stretches that any baseball team can have this year. They are playing all of the top teams. Uh, 2-0 so far. They've got the uh well, they played the Rays. Yep. They've got the Dodgers. They've got the Giants. They've got the Padres. They're playing everybody. Um, so from now till like, you know, a week or so after the All-Star break, they're playing nothing but top contenders, folks who will definitely be playing in October. Um, so um, the answer to that question is we come out of this stretch having gone uh, 500 or better. I would say that we are contenders, you know, reality. Um, 
now with that being said we've got to keep uh keep a hold of the mets who are about to go on a stretch against some of the easiest baseball teams they can play yeah, playing the Braves Being the right Pittsburgh now, right? they're going to play after that they have the Pittsburgh Pirates for like seven games or something ridiculous and the Pittsburgh Pirates are trash like <laughs> super trash yeah yeah, yeah we swept yeah. them I like the only thing worse trash. than them in Pittsburgh is Dwayne Haskins so wow um give the man a chance man he thought right. they would been all right Ben Rapersberger uh oh all right uh oh uh oh, and that didn't take long for the podcast to get. Well, yeah, yeah, sounds so, like a Trevor Bauer reference right there. Oh boy. So the Nats uh, are two and zero right now in this stretch. They beat, they they swept the uh, Rays in a two game series, which I did not see coming. Uh, but then they got the Dodgers for the next four games, and I think currently they're down four runs in the eighth, um, or in the sixth. Fifth. It's the end of the sixth, top of the sixth, bottom of the fifth, whatever, yeah. Um, so they could split this series. I could see them splitting this series because I was looking at the, the pitching uh, matchup. So it looks like anyone can take that series. Um, the San Diego Padres, I'm not sure, man. The Padres are very good this year. Fernando Tatis is a beast. And then, of course, the Giants, who we split the series with. Uh, and those games are going to be on the road. Then the All-Star game. And then we host the Padres again at home. Yeah, buddy. And then uh, the Miami yeah, Marlins, which, you know. We, that's a rebound okay. series. We're finally back to somebody that's not top of the, yeah. you know, top tier. And then, and then we got the Orioles for three games, who we swept. And then we got the Phillies, who are, they've been sucking for like the last month and a half or so. So I think the time to start really having faith in the team i think like trey said it depends on what they do in this run after the all-star break um because the rest of the schedule is all division matchups so okay. I, I, we'll, we'll 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 see they, they also have some injuries right now trey turner hurt his hand juan soto tweaked something but he is playing and of course steven strasburg has been back in the bullpen he's throwing in the bullpen right now um, but Corbin sucks right now. John Lester's horrible. I, I don't know what is up, what's going on with him. Uh, so the injuries are, I feel like, coming at the wrong time because we're surging. So we'll see what they can do with the uh, with the backups and the pinch hitters and all that. I guess my follow-up question. The baby shark is back. We're going to rally. Yeah, true. I, I had a follow-up question before Trey and his camera zoomed in on him. Um Follow-up question would be, uh, where where do you? I mean, do you realistically see them making a deep run in the race for the pennant? Hmm. We'll let you know after this stretch. Uh, no, 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 it's hard no, to tell, right? Now. Pre-stretch, pre-stretch. Mm-mm. I can't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can answer that. I mean, they they were so horrible in April and May. This is exactly the same scenario they were in in 2019. Yep. We were horrible in April and May, and then all of a sudden in June, they just started winning games. They all went off. But see, here's the October. Thing. Here's the thing. So the question, the original question, isn't based on uh, what they do after this series. It's based on what you guys, as Nat fans, have faith in this team being able to go in totality. So, well, 
you know, the NL East started off very competitive, but now it just kind of seems like it's, I guess it is still kind of competitive because it could be anybody's. I mean, the, the Phillies are still, are still in it. I even think the Marlins, the last place Marlins could still be in it. Well, one thing is true is that it does not look like the NL East will be providing a wild card team. So you have to win the division. Because uh, uh, if you look around the other two divisions, they have uh, some, you know, several teams that uh, are, are ahead of us quite yeah. a ways. Yeah. Um, is it like Milwaukee? Uh, obviously, the Giants and the Dodgers and the Padres. Yeah. Yeah. It's in the center. Yeah. Got the Cubs. The Cubs. And yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of loaded. Um, far as the wild card, the wild cards are almost like set already. I mean, it's it's too early to say anything like that. It's not even all star, but what I'm saying is, if things continue like they are, the wild cards are kind We're of fourth taking. in the you wild card right now. It's the Dodgers, the Padres, but Cubs, and the Nationals. Look at the distance between us. No, and I know we're seven. We're seven it. games. We're seven games back <laughs> in the wild card. Seven games back in the wild card, but we're not even at the halfway mark yet. So there's time. Yeah, there is time. And the Cubs have lost six in a row. Uh, they're currently in third place in the wild card, and they, but they've lost six in a row. And at least we're not the fucking Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks, good God, they have, they've lost what was it like twenty four straight road games? Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a record. Yeah, they're like, bad. They that's are impressive. That's horrible. Impressive. <laughs> it is impressive. I was gonna say that. Yeah, uh, but the Pirates are trying to be. I mean, Pirates are horrible too, man. The Pirates are horrible too, but they haven't lost that many straight road games. So yeah, but uh, if you watch Sports Center and watch for the uh, not top plays, you're going to see a lot of Pirates. <laughs> well, the Pirates are 29 and 50, and the uh, Diamondbacks are 22 and 60. <laughs> yeah, the Diamondbacks don't even make the show. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, we'll just have to see what happens out, um, after. Uh, I guess the series they, they played when they um, they have coming up. Uh, let's move on to more n- local sports news. Uh, Daniel Snyder, Trey's favorite Ooh. person in the world. Uh, wait, I got to go back to my notes. Hold up. Let me get back to my notes. Uh, uh, Daniel Snyder hires his wife, Tanya Snyder, to take over as CEO. Uh, co-CEO, sorry, marking yep. a shift in the franchise's executive structure for more than two decades. Uh, let me get you guys' thoughts on the hire and, you know, with all the recent changes to the team, is this Snyder trying to buy himself a new personality or buy himself some some wiggle room in uh, in terms of, like, his his public persona well let me start off before uh you turn it over to trey or jay hill let let me just preface something real quick because i think this is an important thing to know about this story so uh everyone is i I first heard about this story on the sports junkies uh on monday night or monday morning so everyone knows about the wall street journal article where they interviewed dan snyder and he basically was talking to them about the recent changes that were made so Dan Snyder, since 2019, has decided that the culture needed to be changed, which is the, the complete opposite of what the former general manager, Bruce Allen, said. 
Um, he has made changes in the coaching staff, making it more diverse. Uh, he's making the cheerleading squad uh, more gendered, uh, more more uh, multi-gendered, and wait, 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 changing the name. Yeah, he it's, added it's, men to he, the he added men to the he added men to the uh, cheerleading squad. Okay. So and um, he's changed the name of the team. Now, as far as the story goes, the press conference, you, you guys remember the press conference that Bruce Allen had when they fired Jay Gruden after Jay Gruden started 0-5 his last season? Oh, who can sure. forget? Okay, you remember that famous line uh, when someone asked when someone asked him how when someone asked him about the culture and he said the culture was damn good. Apparently, How Dan, we forget? Dan Snyder said when he heard that, he turned to whoever his constituent was there with him. He turned to him and said, okay, we need to get rid of him, and it's time to change the culture. So this was all before <sighs> FedEx and Nike and all of these people were getting ready to pull all of their stuff away from Dan Snyder. So the argument has been between people who who think that Dan Snyder has turned over a new leaf and changed, and people who are like, no, he's just a con artist. And I guess that's where the whole narrative is at the moment. So that's just a little bit of where that comes from. Thank you for that. Here's the thing. So it's, as far as the name change goes, there are multiple reports of Dan Snyder saying, I'm not changing shit, and you can come to my office and had the meeting, I'm not changing anything. You can't force me to change it. It's the name. I'm not changing it. I'm not doing anything. It wasn't until sponsorships started getting pulled that he said, yep. hey, wait a minute. I'm going to change. We're going to, we're going to oh, change. Oh, y'all niggas name. is really mad. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> oh, y'all niggas is really mad? Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. 20 oh. years of this, uh, of the same organization going to his office and saying, can you please change the name? It has racial um, it, it, damnification. And they, oh, he whatever. said, thank you for coming. I'm not changing shit. Yeah, whatever. So, I don't Y'all know. Y'all niggas ain't really mad. <laughs> you, you mad, but you ain't mad mad. You hurt, but you ain't butthurt. Yeah, it is. You hurt, right. <laughs> so, okay, let's let's get into the, uh, the thick of it. Since this is Trey's boy, let Trey have the floor. Go ahead, Trey. You got it. Oh, yes. All right. So um, the question, if, if if Dan Snyder has really changed, is absolutely no. Um, now, <laughs> no, he hasn't, man. Come on now. Look at the timing of all this. Right? I got to agree with Trey. The, look at the timing I mean, I of all too, this. But... All this stuff comes out in the midst of a PR nightmare. This is a, uh, a billion dollar, multi-billion dollar industry. They can afford the best PR people in the world. The NFL clearly worked with him. They worked together to deal with it. And they came out with the best outcome to weather this storm. And so the day before the fine is announced, he announces that his wife is in charge of the team with him, you know, to kind of quell all this, you know, insensitivity to female issues that the team has. All of it is just so, I mean, it's like a Hollywood script, bro. Yeah, but here's my thing. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second. Oh, boy. Why? What does it matter that he's including women to be a part of the stat? Like, the, the name change is one Literally thing. devil's advocate, by the way. 
<laughs> but but Thanks. but my 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 question is like what what is it to him if he brings in a female coach or a female in the coaching staff or he makes a woman the co-ceo like well what? yeah julie that's, uh that's julie what is the, the motivation uh, yeah. in donaldson. julie donaldson right what's, right so what's the motivation in 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 that like i i actually think that there's a part there's a small part of me that is looking at this and saying okay Dan Snyder actually does want to change the culture. Like, I think he finally looked back at this and said, we have sucked since I have bought this team and I need to finally make changes. I don't so, disagree with that. I, I think that if you look at the staff that has been hired over the past few years, they have women in uh, personnel, player personnel. Minorities, and, women. And minorities, stuff, both. Yeah, the, yeah, no, the, no, the yeah, leadership sure. of the team is all minorities now, which is fine. women, women and minorities. Yeah, and this is, to, but, but it's the optics, bro. It's uh, come on. Now they've been doing this forever. It's yeah, optics. But, but at the end of the day, who cares? Right. If you know, right. If he's doing, if he's doing what he needs to do for whatever reason, he so, needs to do it. So the outcome very it. well could be good. Right. Right. So Ron Rivera knows how to run football. Jason Wright appears to know how to run business. And um, his and the good thing about it is his wife is going to be more worried about the bottom line of that team than trying to go in the draft room and pick players more than likely. So she's going to be a lot different than him. He's going to be focusing on getting stadiums and doing all that kind of stuff. So if she's focused on running the team, she's focused on making money. Not like this guy. He was focused on playing Madden with his favorite team. So well, this may so be an opportunity for the team to actually do better just because other people have to step up now. So she's but I th- basically but, him as a woman. Yeah, but so she she's making money. Th- here's the other part of the story too. No, but he they was, said he was th- here's just the, trying to make money. He was wait, wait, wait. Th- this is this is the other part of the story that that uh, a, a lot of people didn't talk about. Um Dan Snyder admitted that in the last what was it? 13 seasons he's only been to Washington football team uh uh offices like eight times in like the last decade and a half so the whole thing you can do all that shit from your boat no you can do all that shit from your boat man yeah but he wasn't doing anything and that's the reason why he was at all them games though that well but he was his point was the fact that all of this shit that happened with the cheerleaders and all oh, of the women was, who were being absent. harassed he was, was because he wasn't there. And he's saying, uh, if I was there, then maybe things th- maybe things would be different. Okay, and okay, that's so. that's part of the reason why he's saying changes and and, and the culture needs it because the Washington football team name is just when you hear that name, people suck their teeth, they roll their eyes, they're like, they're not a real team. They don't have a real owner. They haven't been competitive in in almost three decades. And I think Dan Snyder is just freaking tired of it. He's he's not more tired of it than the fans are, but he is just seriously dead tired. And what happened last season was a wake up call because it was like, yo, we could have beat Tom Brady. We could have beat Tom Brady. We have a great head coach. We have a great president of football operations and we have a great general manager. So now that he's seeing these pieces put together, he's like, Okay, we need to put we now I need to to do my part. So let me make this more diverse. 
Let me make it fun for the fans. Let me try to get a stadium in Washington, D.C. And let me make my wife the co-CEO. So, so you don't you, think all that the, all the other yeah. owners say, hey, hey, Dan, in order for us to get through this, you're going to have to say that you weren't around when all this stuff is going on. I don't think like, so. No, that I, conversation I is definitely I, happening if they're trying to, you know, uh, but see, uh, keep him around. It's only a they needed to distance him from the scandal. But wait, it's only a certain amount of ways you can spin that before it comes back to bite you in the tail. Right. You can say right. that. But it's always somebody that was in the room that's actually like willing to sell that story to make profit off of it to say, actually, he was there the whole time. I got proof. I have video. I have this. I have that. So I think John might be on to something when you talk about Dan Snyder wanting to, the culture to change. I th- my personal opinion, I think he wants the culture to change just so it can it can kill all these other narratives that he's not a good. That's owner. exactly it, Dennis. He is sick and tired of being the poster child for a disgruntled and horribly run organization and franchise. The, the Washington football team is like the third wealthiest franchise in the NFL. Right. But we suck as a team, and it shouldn't be that way. And I right. think that's finally biting him in the ass to say, I'm going to change this narrative because it starts at the top. Right. So, so that's th- that's my only that's my that that that's my only mode of thinking as as devil's advocate. It I definitely still- I I think bo- based on both takes though I think that the outcome is becomes the same right because either way win? whether it's my take or it's your take it's a, it creates an opportunity for things to change. Fair, but here's sure. the question. for whatever though. reason right. here's it the question, still though. creates the opportunity if, for things if, to change. Trey, if the Washington football team in the last 10 years had more winning seasons than losing seasons, would you be as hard up on Snyder as you are right now? You're lying. Probably <laughs> not. No, 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 probably not. But I, I'm, I guess I'm a pessimist in this area. This is everyone that is responding to this from the NFL to the Washington football team to Snyder are are their goal is to do what's in the best interest of the shareholders of their organizations. Yeah, and, they are tr- and they are trying to make sure that they make this, um, this drama and this uh, uh, scandal go away. And yeah, they need to distance themselves from it. We and already know that, the, though. The NFL yeah. had to decide either they were going to throw away Snyder or they were going to embrace him. They it's made not- the decision to embrace him, so they need to separate him from the scandal. Well, look, I said, whether, I said, whether it was a winning or a losing team, they would have needed to do that. That's fine. But I said to you guys, when we first started talking about this Snyder stuff about a year ago, Snyder makes the NFL too much money. John just said it. The Washington football team is the third wealthiest franchise. And clearly when they have lose. backed him, win or lose. <laughs> they have backed him. So the dude's making you money. You don't get rid of the dude that's making you money. Why right. would you get rid of that dude? You find a way to fix it. That's they backed him. And they embraced him. You were right. They love him. They brought him in. So all these minds get together and say, okay, how are we going to spin this or how are we going to make this or position this so that you're separated from this so that, you know, we all stay safe because you're one of us. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we're all agreeing. Yeah. I think we're all saying the same thing. Wait, wait. We're all agreeing about this. But Jay didn't say anything. What what you think, Jay? He didn't want to talk about it. Jay no, was on the list of the- Oh, now he want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all bullshit. Wow. He knew. <laughs> <laughs> he knew how fucking close 
he was to losing this team. I'm hiring the best PR people I need. I'm hiring the best turnaround people I need. Who the fuck do I need to talk to? What the fuck do I need to do to keep this team? He knew how close he was to losing this fucking franchise. Yeah, but he didn't. On. But Thank he you. didn't have to. He didn't have to hire women. He didn't have. To yes, hire. he did. That's hey. part of the PR. What the fuck, John? That's no, part hey, of the PR. Hey, hey, hey! Are oh, you big mad, Jay? I'm big mad. Hey, because y'all believe in this shit. He, I, listen, he, I listen to all he, three y'all. Listen, say this listen shit, Jay Hill. Jay Hill is still mad at what happened in 1987. I am. He's still. Right. He's still bitter about what happened in 87. How come Jay Hill turned into the mad rapper? Listen, listen. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, he got, he got, he got, he got some good receivers. I mean, I mean, I got John Blaze receivers too. They put you know, a green in the studio. Where, where my green skittles at? <laughs> Look, I don't think he needed to hire women in the yes. coach. That's part of the package, John. John, what are you saying? That's part of the package. Listen, and a bunch of women. Yes, indeed. Listen, listen. Wow. listen. You don't think there's a checklist? You got to no. get a token. Yeah, you yeah. got to get this. You got to yes, get that. Absolutely. You don't think there's a checklist, John? He got male cheerleaders Seriously? and women. Can I fucking answer the question? No. Yep. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently I can't. Listen to what I think you is. You need to hire a woman. To answer there the are a lot. There are a, a, a list of NFL owners who, as Trey said, feel that they have to keep him on a short leash. Dan Snyder, they got to keep him on a short leash to say you're going to rat us out. So we need to, we need to facilitate, and you're we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna t- we're gonna give you a checklist. We're gonna give you a checklist, okay? And these are the things that you need to check off, and if you want to keep your franchise, okay. I believe that women. women, yes, I do believe that women was women is a part of it, but he yeah. made that a primary. He made that a primary. Uh, uh, he made that a primary move, which oh. I which I don't think I don't think. Uh, was initially a primary idea in his head after the cheerleader scandal, yeah. bro. Yes, oh, and this man. this is why. And listen, listen to me. Listen to me. This is why, because there is an admission of guilt if you go after the low hanging fruit. Hmm. That's why he hired Jason Wright first. He hired a black person to be in the front office because hiring if if he is. He, if he is on the front page of a scandal that's that's with that has to do with women, and all of a sudden he just starts putting women in the front office, that's like, oh well, this motherfucker is guilty. Well, yeah, no, so go that's what that. most. That's what most. So and and wait, I'm not done. I'm not done, and I'm not done. Hold on, and and at the same time, at the same time, the move that he made to hire Jason Wright and to keep Doug Williams was happening. During the whole Black Lives Matter uh, surge, uh, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. that was his primary and initial target was yeah. that he wanted people to see that he was he had empathy towards what was going on in this country to people of color. Right. And Remember, women, black people, anything like that is all the same to that crowd, though. Sure, the, the sure. No, no, no. People. I'm not. I'm not going to disagree the other with you people. That. What I'm talking about is what I'm talking what? about is is the is the order of of the his order checklist. Doesn't matter. It, but the order doesn't matter. No, that's. I know it doesn't matter. What I'm saying is, for 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 Dan Snyder to look at a list and say I need to put women in here immediately, 
Like that's a, that and that's the a PR, mean. and the PR person's like, no, 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 hold on, no, no, that's no. gonna look guilty. hire some black people first. That's gonna look guilty. So <laughs> that's that's, that's exactly what I'm that. saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. saying. I'm saying it's all bullshit. You're so, hire some black people did, first, then come back I'm to the saying, women. No, 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 also no, no. I didn't, I didn't say women. I didn't say was the women, but you gotta hire this hire Negro first, and then we can. That's what that's where that's what I was trying. That's exactly where I was trying to get to. No, he meant to say monkeys off his back. Oh my gosh! Get the monkey, get the monkey off the field and on the in the the, uh, office. Well, listen, what Dan Snyder didn't do, he didn't hire a woman to be team president. That's 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 he didn't do. He also did hire several women. Um, you don't want to be, be obvious, dude. Wait, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he, John, yeah we're not John's disagreeing point. with you there. You're yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, no fuck you get mad right. at me for, nigga. Because it sounded like you were saying what I said was, didn't make sense. But you said the same <laughs> shit. God damn. We Man, we off a week in this shit. The same damn thing. This is why we can't take off. We take one week off and everybody come back ready to fight. We can like Shaq and Chuck in this motherfucker. No more weeks off. Everybody. Everybody is just here from now on. We we're just here. Uh, but my point: he hired uh, several women um, in very uh, high roles, but most of those women were white. So no, well, no, he did he did hire um, he did hire a, a a black woman in in a in a pretty high position. Yeah, uh, Amina Edwards, the chief of staff. Yes, Amina Edwards. I yeah, give I give you that. But yeah. everybody else is pretty much white. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, they're I don't still have to against it. Because if I, my thing is like, if you're qualified to do the job, you're qualified to do the job. Woman, man, black, white, I don't care. Get the Monkey, job done. Whatever. Bro, and he's not just gonna throw black women in it <laughs> just because. Well, yeah. he's yeah, gonna do bro, his research. But they they covered everything visible, which to me goes to the point that Jay was making that it, you know it was planned like that. I mean, they even put men on the cheerleader squad. Like they did everything to cover anything oh, you would have looked at. Remember the cheerleader scandal? Also, they objectified the, the and, and they make women. So you put men on the cheerleader squad. So it's not the cheerleaders aren't just about women anymore. Anyway. Who gives a shit? Like about you said, that? John. But like you said, John. Like yeah, he did that. During it's not that Black we care. It's just optic. All of this is distractions, dude. I'm sure. Uh, no, like, I'm not disagreeing. My, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with you. Hand. Look at my left hand. No, no, no. Don't pay attention to my right. Look at my left. Look no, at my right. I'm not disagreeing. Black dude. I got women. He did the David Copperfield. Man, he did a David Blaine. Got male cheerleaders over nah, here. Dog. I've been in a room with David Blaine. That ain't no fun. That dude cheerleaders, that them weird, cheerleaders man. gonna come out with overalls on. He's been in the same room with David Blaine and disappeared. <laughs> wow. I'm not here no more. I'm in the sunken space. Yeah, nah, we good. We don't want to do that. All right. Well, wow. I'm glad we were able to discuss this on our show back, um, and it was such a heated and fiery debate before we go to break <laughs> and now we're gonna go on vacation see y'all later <laughs> we'll be back football team owners matter <laughs> all right uh let's take a break um everybody let cooler heads prevail we got more stuff to talk about <laughs> everybody meaning jay hill <laughs> jay hill came on everybody was like, going boo, bye. <laughs> That's just the way I talk. <laughs> bam, bam, Ain't bam. you seen my favorite team? Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> they be losing. That's funny. All right, so we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll have more. This is Sports and Things. Hey, family. I want to let y'all know how to find us online and get the latest updates. Here's the rundown. On both Instagram and Facebook, it's Sports and Things. That's spelled. S-P-O-R-T-Z 
underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. Sports and Things. On Twitter, it's at IsSports. That's spelled I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Be sure to click the like button and the follow button, too. And now, back to today's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into our next segment, which is the NBA playoffs. Um, Giannis? Suns and four. Suns and four. Yes. <laughs> Bucks up. We, we don't do current sports. But Bucks are up currently. Um, it's probably going to be Bucks and Suns. Um, in four. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even ask the question. <laughs> All right, with the inevitable series going Bucks and Suns. Where do you have this series going? Jay Hill, I'm not starting with you, Trey. All right, now what you think? I was just gonna ask you, what? you know, what tempo are most songs in? Common time. <laughs> Four. <laughs> that was a good answer, Dennis. You think? <laughs> so wait, what? What? What is the question? I'm, I'm, the, question <laughs> the question is: let's Suns and four let's or ask, not? Let's ask a more realistic question. Do the Bucks have a chance against the Suns? In uh, four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <it> um, four. <laughs> I, I think so, only because Giannis is still a matchup nightmare. Like no matter what, yeah. like. He's not. Is Giannis, I can't. I can't uh, say that he'll be checking back? Booker. Or, Good um, question. Is Giannis even going to be there? Oh, Giannis hell yeah. coming back. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. If the Bucks go down, two did they games, release a diagnosis for that? Hyper extended. Yeah, it was negative. Just hyper extended. He had yeah, it, broken it was bones. Okay. But so, I think this. I think this plays into that whole conversation that LeBron was having about players getting. Everybody's getting injured. So well, yeah, of say he won't re-injure that hyper extended knee. You and don't. You don't. You don't re-injure. Well, I mean, you don't who says, who says Chris Paul ain't gonna get injured again? Yeah, you, but you don't. I mean, you don't re-injure a hyperextended knee. It's just hyperextended. Like it's right. not like it's, it's not really an injury. Yeah, it, it's just. <laughs> what is like? I mean, his leg just took a break. Alabama, yeah. who just got it, just it, bent backwards. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it just hurts a little bit when, if I, anything, when I do sore. this or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, but having to play against soreness because the team is ready is is not a. I mean, they can put some. They can pump the fluid out, whatever they got to do to get the knee straight. But if he's not a hundred percent, I mean, I heard the argument today that um, Giannis isn't the best player on the Bucks team. He's the most athletic player on the team. Yeah, he, I heard that shit from Barkley. Yeah, I, I don't. I I kind of agree with that. I don't know that he is the best player um, because there there are times. What's your definition of best, man? That's well, what it boils down to. Well, the, the best, best player is the one who generally not only just scores the most points, but is basically the player that plays the jack of all trades. Yeah. Um, defensively can, and offensively. Who can do it? Giannis can get you a bucket, man. He can. He can get you a bucket. Giannis can't get you a bucket. Middleton cannot. Time out, time out. But Giannis he can't can shoot a three. Giannis cannot get you a bucket from over 20, uh, outside of 20. Not you're not giving him the that's ball. That's why I'm gonna shoot. drive on you. That's why I'm gonna drive and do my yeah, passing. He can, uh, yeah, but there are games. But there, exactly, there, there are games where he does yeah. he does not go into the middle. Of, right, right, and he's got to shoot threes, or they foul him, and he can't shoot free throws. Clearly, but Middleton yeah. can. So, right. So, I mean, but, 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 uh, I, I still, I still don't necessarily uh, agree with that. That's to me, it's almost like saying. uh 
Scotty was the best player on the team, but Michael was what? No, like, what wait, the fuck? Tom, Tom out. Like, what ass, the fuck? That's you're, a, that's a comparison you can't make. That's <laughs> okay. me. I'm just making you're sure. You're comparing Giannis no, I'm just and sure. to Michael Jordan? No, I'm comparing Giannis to uh, Scotty Pippen. And Middleton to Michael Jordan. <laughs> okay. All right. Still. That makes it blasphemy. That makes Wait, it blasphemy. What are you right. talking that's about? Worse. That's, that's worse, Trey. <laughs> right. That's, that's worse, worse Trey. Exactly. Isn't that's that worse. worse. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I need to mute you. You need to be muted. That was that was Jay is having a bad day today, <laughs> man. I don't even think that was what he was gonna say, and you just gave him the opportunity to say something outrageous. <laughs> and he sure did. He, he sure like, did say gonna, something outrageous. Yeah, I said it. He's like, no, 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 no. I got something worse than that. Listen to this. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> what? No. But wait, there's more. Uh, here's the thing. I've said this about Giannis. Giannis is a great player. He's a fit. He's a great physical athlete, and he can get you buckets. But when it comes down to it, you do not want him to have the ball and be the deciding factor of your game, win or lose. Very true. You do not want to do that. What you want to do is give somebody who could who could pull up, who could stop and pop, who could drive to the lane, and that's on this team is Chris Middleton. Now, I'm not a firm believer in Chris Middleton being the uh, the person that you also want to give the ball to because he's shown himself historically to not always show up in the playoffs. But if you had to choose between him and Giannis winning you the game from outside of 20 feet, I'm giving the ball to Chris. But why we ain't gotta win it outside twenty feet? You now, I know my defense? free throws, but I know my free throws are the real Achilles heel. Like right, but if you take like, the ball down at but eight just like Shaq there. said, I wasn't scared. They just took me out because they knew I was really gonna be fifty fifty. But it wasn't like I was like scared or or like um, afraid to take the last shot. I'll take How that last shot again at the end of the day because that's Ben Simmons. Yeah, but at the, end of, look, look, at, the end of, at the end of the day, <laughs> if you're the coach of the Bucks and you say, I'm giving the ball to Giannis, he's going to drive in and he might get fouled. He may make the shot, but if he doesn't miss the shot, exactly, he's going to get they're fouled. Not doing a, they're not doing a hack of Giannis. They're not doing that shit. Right. They're hacking Simmons. They're not doing a hack of Giannis. They but know this Giannis has a anyway. poor free throw percentage as well. So right. you're putting the ball in the guy's hand who can lose you the game. Mm-hmm. Like realistically, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just not putting but him then over middle. A random three. That's fine. Exactly. Yeah, random. random. He will shoot the shit. <laughs> yeah, one for then thirty. You gonna, you gonna trust he'll that miss, dude? He missed both free throws. Or he'll, he'll, hit, hit, or he'll hit his. Or he'll hit his random, sometimes reliable twelve footer. You know what I mean? He'll hit the elbow every now and then. He'll he'll hit an elbow jump. Uh, my my assessment of Giannis is is gonna be the same until he gets with somebody like Patrick Ewing. Or another big guy who could actually shoot the jumper. He's he a much a weaker jumper. Anthony Davis. Yeah, you, realistically. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, anybody which, else? Which I'll coach? take over Middleton. That's what I'm trying to say. You, uh, I'll take a, I'll okay. take a weak Anthony Davis over what is Middleton? Because he ain't Jordan by any means. You compared <laughs> him to Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I compared the tandem. See, y'all took that shit and compared Jordan. I compared the tandem. You said like, Jordan and Middleton. Everything's in the same compared to Jordan. <laughs> like that's that's enough to end the podcast right there. That's it enough. Is. All it right, really is. record scratching, all kind of stuff. Let's let's get a fair assessment from everybody else. Jay, uh, best of seven. Um, Suns and four. 
Suns and six. Suns and six. All right. Uh, Trey. Suns and four. John. In for what? What are you in for? Are we? That's funny. (laughs) (laughs) Are we assuming that the Bucks are going to win this series, though? It doesn't matter. Suns and four. (laughs) (laughs) Stone Cold. Uh, You know what? I am. Okay. Either, either way, whoever whoever is the deciding uh, cast to come out of um, the East, and they go up against the Suns, um, Bucks or Hawks. Now, if it's the Hawks, go ahead. I, I'll give you after you give yours. Give give. Go ahead. I'll say mine. Well, I was gonna say if it's the Bucks, I'm gonna say Suns and six. If it's the Hawks, I'm gonna say Suns and four. Yay! Suns and four. Only because I think Trey. Is gonna not not Trey Ely, but Trey Young. Um, he's still <laughs> gonna be playing injured. He's still gonna be playing injured. But yeah, they all are. All right. So should I backtrack or a uh, Trey's sons and four regardless? Uh, Jay, you are six, six sons regardless of which team comes out of the East. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna say if it's the Hawks, sons and four. If it's, the, if Bucks, it's the Bucks. Sons and four? Nah, I say sons. Come on, man. Sons and, uh, sons and five because the Bucks can put up. Oh. They can make a run, and then they'll be up like 30 by half, and then that will be the game sometimes. So you got you to gotta watch that. Like They got some shooters over there. So I wouldn't I wouldn't just say they're going to just outgun them boys. But I, I would I, I think this is the Suns championship to lose at this point. And if, they're, if they're working on all cylinders, that's not going to happen. Like, there's no way in the world. Um, speaking of, since we're talking about the Suns, let's talk about uh, the um, the biggest son of them all. <laughs> uh, Chris Paul is making it to his first NBA Finals in 16 years. Um, Yay! Isn't the story that's coming out about Chris right now? The Chris is is being seen as more of an instigator than anything else. Um, so I guess the question is, is CP3 more of an instigator than we make him out to be. Yes. <laughs> well, Hell yeah. Tell us yes. Why, well, yeah. I made a comparison. But are last most night. players? Let John talk. Be quiet. I made so a comparison last night when Patrick Beverly shoved uh, Chris Paul. Um, I, I made a comparison by saying Patrick Beverly is the homeless guy you hate to run into when the club lets out. And Do you see what I said? He looks like it too. Do you see what I said? I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I said, I said he's the, um, it's like the dude in the wheelchair. <laughs> the dude in the wheelchair is being on U Street. Oh, yep, wow. the one that got hit by the SUV. The one who the one saw that. The one that Steve oh, just put on back. This is getting bad. The street. You remember this that, Dennis? Bad. Yeah, I remember he got hit by. Dude. No, I remember he, I, that shit happened in slow motion. It was he horrible. got hit by the joint and then he 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 jumped out the chair. I remember that. <laughs> and, then a, and then a week later, he got hit by a handicap van. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. It could have taken him straight to the hospital. <laughs> well, he hopped wow. out the chair in that one, too, and then he took his chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Go ahead. Uh, but anyway, I was saying, I, I made that comment on Twitter. You could follow me at John Lane, J-O-N-L-A-I-N-E. Uh, but I made I made that comment, and then um, I also added that, you know, he's he's that guy that talks a lot when you don't want him to talk. You just want to be on your way. But then as soon as, like, a cop shows up, 
and tries to like harass uh harass the homeless guy that's when the homeless guy gets really really fed up and and very agitated <clears throat> starts cursing and starts being really really um you know belligerent and that's when i said chris paul could be that cop <laughs> Like Chris, Chris Paul is like a silent killer in that, in that whole uh, incident because he can get into people's heads. We saw what happened with um, Rajon Rondo a few years back mm. when Rajon Rondo spit on Chris Paul or or punched him. I think that's what it was. I think he he, he stole him in the face. But yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard stories where Chris Paul is he just instigates he instigates a lot of fights because he's trying to get technical fouls and he's trying to get uh, players ejected and we saw his reaction when they ejected Patrick Beverly he was like yeah I got you I got you so yeah Chris Paul might be the guy players love to hate but we don't ever really get to see it and I think most people are going to be rooting for him to get the ring Yeah, but a lot of players are like fuck that dude you know it's crazy too because I, I said earlier today that I think he's more like Isaiah Thomas than people like to believe because you know, mm. he's the point guard and his team kind of rallies behind him, but he's the, also the guy, like you said, he's kind of like an antagonist in the sense that, you know, he that's what, a lot of situations. That's what Boogie said. You saw the you saw the mm-hmm. the, yeah. uh, the clip of Boogie, right? Like, that's yeah. why people don't fuck with you. Like mm-hmm. you a bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, that's why the, people don't fuck with you. Like that that was not the main a people do. Like he got he got a crew around him that 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 supportive. I mainly he got LeBron. Carmelo. I mean, he's the. But I think that's only because he's the uh, not only, but I think that has a lot to do with him being the NBA. Well, is he the president of something, right? The, yeah, but they the friends. They were, they were friends before that. Dog. He ain't been. Yeah, yeah, they were. But again, like you align yourself with people that are in those positions. That yo, we need this. All right, I got you. Damn, I hate that dude. He a bitch, but he <laughs> he can get us this. You know what I mean? You like, think he, LeBron's he, like that dude's a bitch, but I fuck with him. Nah, LeBron don't. <laughs> LeBron don't give a fuck. I'm the league. You ain't gonna. You ain't got nothing that. I'm the that league. Can really wow. affect me. I am the league. They about to change the logo to me. Um, but like, oh, well. like, you know what I mean? Like, but you still a bitch. And I know I'm a. I'm a. I'm a fight with you. But you still a bitch. Like I'm. I can't deny that people are right. You are a bitch. <laughs> like, say it again, Jay. Like just in case they didn't hear you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. yes. Uh, who didn't go? Trey. That's I can't stand that shit, man. You gotta get rid of that. That shit is horrible. It's like the squirrel, man. Trey is the new squirrel. It's just like the squirrel. We gotta do a live video so people can see what we're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's so it's so unnerving, man. Say something, please. Because your camera just moved without you saying anything. I just said your name and your camera moved. Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder, Dan Snyder. It's gonna cut off. So uh Chris Paul, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think he does his thing to, you know, uh, antagonize. I mean, but that's part of the game, you know, to a degree. Uh, and I th- I look at Chris Paul as like kind of like the intelligent antagonist. Like he's not, Hell yeah. I, I don't think he's selling you a bunch of street trash talk. He's, he's hitting you with some witty kind of comments, yeah. just trying to get your head out the game. He's a leader of his team. He's kind of like the floor general, the mental leader of his own team. So he's playing the mental game against the other team. It's part of the competition. I don't see him as being like dirty or nasty. I'm just seeing he's him not, as trying he's, to. He's a clean version of Doug Christie. Yeah, he's he's just trying to. Yeah, he's just trying to. Damn. You know, trying to help position his team to win by messing with the you know the mind of the other player. 
and, and Patrick Beverly, I'm from the streets. You know, he come up to me. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, Patrick Beverly already broke Devin Booker's nose. I mean, like, he, he's just, you yeah, Patrick know, got he's blood, just always just... Patrick Beverly Patrick look like Beverly, the dude man. that come up to you in the club and want to talk to you like in your ear and you can smell his you can smell his weed breath. He look wow. like that dude. <laughs> That's super specific. Uh, uh, he must uh, be from uh, Baltimore. That's right. That sounds eerily like I've been here before. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's that, nigga, that sound like Juice Lounge. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Dennis. Uh-huh. <laughs> that shit sound like love. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 what's it, it's called Amsterdam now. What was it called before? It was called Amsterdam on U Street. I forgot the name of it. Uh, right, right across the street from Ben's next door. It was. It's oh. called Amsterdam. Oh, uh, 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 um, um, uh, Duke, Duke City, Duke City, Duke City. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, you know what? I agree. Chris Paul, especially since it's playoff time, like you, you have to get into the. You have to use whatever edge you can use to. Oh hell yeah! You know, get an edge on the other team. If you get somebody out of their game. Like you know, I saw that um, Patrick Beverly. Um, he made a comment that he, that push wasn't meant for Chris Paul, but yeah, he apologized. Yeah, but at that point, you're already kind of you're already winning that battle. Like you already got you already got into his head. He's reacting. I can't look at Trace Camera Dog. He ain't even say nothing. <laughs> Weird, man. <laughs> he just yawned. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. All right. So, uh, but I I I look at it like. Like Isaiah Thomas used to get in the people's heads, but he had his teammates like Lambeer and all them cats to like back him up, so he yeah. can he can go out there and like rah rah rah. Because yep. at six feet tall, however tall he is, you got somebody six foot ten is gonna come up and be like, yeah, you can you can step up to him, but you got to deal with us. And he's gonna talk. He's gonna talk. He's gonna talk. And then you see how the league responded to Isaiah Thomas. He couldn't even get an Olympic team because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like we don't want to work with. His, but he couldn't get on the Olympic team because of Jordan. You know, that's Jordan the other. like all that rah rah shit. That's what I'm saying. So that's yeah, what I'm but saying. everybody LeBron, else LeBron didn't like is, him either. Le- LeBron it, it, it is, wasn't just is the neutral. It wasn't guy. just Jordan. Yeah, it wasn't just Jordan, Jordan initiated. No, it. I wasn't right. Jordan initiated. It, like, but if your head coach, like if your head coach, it was, it was also more to it with them though. I mean, his coach didn't even like him. But it was also more to it with with them though because. Isaiah Thomas was the leader of the bad boy Pistons, too. They beat some people up. Like, they, I mean, they did, did some stuff. They did. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not yeah. taking that away. People, I, didn't, people really didn't mess with them. That's my <laughs> point, though. Like, but they backed him up, you know, at the end of the day. And the Suns are going to back Chris It was like Paul five up. Patrick Beverly's out there. Man, he, he, he would hide behind them. He would he hide would. behind Lambert. But that's, and, that's, hell what yeah. the, that's what the like that's like what the little brother does. Like little brother goes and, and picks a fight and then he goes and get his big brothers and the big brothers handle what they gotta handle. He's like, all right, yeah, cool. Don't, don't see me on the street, nigga. Right, right. So um <laughs> walk by yourself to your if car. it's if it's Where gonna guarantee at? them, if it's gonna guarantee them a win, and I'm all for it. Like use whatever edge you gotta use to get a win. I mean, I would love to see Chris Paul get a ring. I, yeah, I at this point, see, like, I him, I would like to see Carmelo why? get a ring too. Like, like why? Carmelo get a ring before what, what, it's all over. Wow, wow. I just, I, I just because Chris Paul, um, I feel like Persona he has fought. What? No, no, no. He has fought tooth and nail. Not that no one else has, but just to see what he has 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 tried to do and and the the mo- how he's motivated other players on his team. Like I looked at the relationship between. Chris Paul and James Harden. Like James Harden was a bitch to Chris Paul. 
Chris Paul was trying to bring the team so together. That's one you way to James Harden was basically like, yo, you are fucking up my flow. Trying to do all this fucking, making me do all this fucking passing and shit. Like, I'm, I'm trying to go down this way, and you're making me pass and shit. Like I'm trying to I'm trying to win the MVP and Chris Paul's like all right man I see where you at I see where your head's at and he left <laughs> he's like you want to do this shit fine I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to another team that wants to play as a team I can actually utilize my skill set right, right. and it, I think it's only fitting that he's with the coach that he had I mean you got exactly well, you know it just it, that's should have got, got coach of the year should have got coach of the year he um he had to overcome like he even got got rejected by David Stern. This dude was supposed to be yeah. in L.A. Lakers, with yeah. Kobe yeah. winning a uh, championship. And David Stern vetoed. was like, uh-uh-uh. Yep. Yep. No. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> David Stern can just do You're going to the Clippers. It was the last thing you I do on my deathbed. You going to the Clippers? deathbed, wow. And he went to the Clippers, and they actually made a run. when he was like the last thing David Stern did. They made a couple of runs. Last big thing Stern did. Yeah. Injuries, injury. I, my Doc Rivers had them up three and one, three to one. That's why well, injuries, he said, I injuries. I don't want to comment on that. Said, I don't comment on that. You know, I don't have, I don't have good, you know, I have good things with three one. <laughs> they should have said, no, no worries. Doc isn't here. But like realistically, he went to, he went to, he did go to LA and he made a good run with that team. Injuries plagued that team. John, I mean, y'all, y'all know, I was, I was a Clippers fan at the point because they were out there. Lob City was like a real thing back there. And they were actually winning games by a lot of points until he got yeah. injured, until Blake got injured. So, minus those injuries, who knows what the Clippers would have, you know. I mean, that team solidified the Clippers as a powerhouse in the league. And they've been a powerhouse in the league since that team was put together. So, you know, Chris Paul has shown himself to be uh, a superstar in his league. And it's only fitting that he, you know, he get his, he get his ring while he still is able to, you know, contribute substantially to any franchise. So... But that's not the argument. Argument is whether or not he's an antagonist or he's an instigator, you know, at that point. Um, let's move on to another subject, which is out of the basketball arena, into tennis. Serena Williams went out with an injury in the Wimbledon and had to retire, um, unfortunately. And she's she's been played with injuries since she came back um, postpartum um, the last couple of years. She's still number eight in the world, which is impressive considering the fact That's that crazy. She's, she's not playing a lot of games. I think she's like this season, she's like, she's won 12 games and she's lost four um, mm. or matches rather. And, you know, she's still on track to have the most uh, grand slams of any athlete in tennis, professional tennis, which is 24. Um, but can she, 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 she seems like she can't finish at this point. So let me get you guys' take on if she can't finish, what does she leave behind in her legacy? Uh, let's go. Any, many, money, Trey. Um, I mean, her legacy goes. I mean, she's the she's probably the greatest female athlete of all time. I mean, I don't. I can't think. I mean, maybe Flojo, but I don't know. I mean, and certainly. Uh, uh, the greatest uh, black female athlete. I mean, again, maybe Flojo, but you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, she's her legacy is huge. I mean, and and then as far as in her sport, um, if I'm not a big big enough tennis person to really 
to 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 really qualify myself, but she has to be in the in the top five uh, female uh, ladies uh, tennis players. <laughs> she's right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's I the all time winningest yeah. woman. She's won eighty four percent of her matches. As a yeah, she's Single. she's uh yeah, like I said, probably so. Back to my, I won't backpedal. Back to my original take. Probably the greatest female athlete of all time. Okay, so um, that says a lot. She's the Michael Jordan of what she does. Well, yeah. If you had a Mount Rushmore of athletes, male or uh, male or female, yeah, she would be on the Mount Rushmore. Jay Hill, your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, there's nothing like. Nobody's really close to her. That's the other thing that's kind of wild that a lot of people don't really like pick up on. Like, it, there's not really anybody that's right on her heels about to like break a record or about to tie her record. Like, that's that's what's really crazy too. Um, so I would even say with that, like the it's it's like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and the scoring. Like nobody's nobody's ever gonna get that like but there's gonna be some exceptional players and shit here and there but yeah you still ain't gonna catch that dude um i think i just think um there's not much left for her to do so you can see her body breaking down which is (laughs) kind of one of those unfortunate things like uh i'm not going i'm not going to like exactly compare it to MJ on the on the Wizards, but it's like, yeah, I'm still at the top of my game. I can still bust most of y'all ass, but can I do it for this amount of time is the question. And that, like, throughout an 82-game season, nah. But I can bust y'all ass for 41. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I think that might be where she is. Like, she, she – I don't know what the – I mean, I don't know if you can answer this. Do you – you don't have to compete in every major, right? Like, you no. like you don't have to compete in She can every out of any – it's only four grand slams a year. So she right. is, So if I just do the four Australia grand slams, US Open and Wimbledon. If I so skip she, everything else in between, because I know there's some, I don't want to call them bullshit because that is disrespectful to all other tournaments, but you ain't a grand slam. So if I could skip y'all and just do the grand slams, does that, I mean, I guess the only thing that would do would, would uh, hurt her rankings, right? Because then she wouldn't well, have as many matches. Well, I don't... It, the points rankings are based on points. So yeah, if she doesn't play, she doesn't get the rankings. Right. And then she has to like play into tournaments. Exactly. But sometimes so, they give them opt they give like certain players. Yeah, opt- you get passes, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like if she had that luxury, then it'd be it would be it would be like a uh, load management. <laughs> That's what <laughs> you also have at. to think about this. Load too. Management. She has to she has to play to be warm enough to compete in the Grand Slams. If she doesn't play. Right. Then she's right, not, right, right. she's gonna be coming in cold. Right. Yeah, they, yeah. they call some of those tournaments tuna tournaments to get you ready for yep. the actual Grand exactly. Slam. Yeah. But she only has to win one more Grand Slam for her to have twenty four, which would be the all time number of Grand Slams won by any woman or male in the sport. So that's what she's chasing yeah. at this point. She's chasing that number twenty four, and yeah. that number won't be broken by anybody, you know, for a long period of time. So that's the argument. Like, does she? Does she give it up? Does she before, tough it out? Or like, it, should she hang it up now? Because, like you said, her body, we, we can see her kind of breaking down. I mean, but real talk, Venus but she's still not, winning. Exactly. Venus still winning. But she's like, off. She I, but I don't off. think, 
I don't know, think Venus like, carries like, the really same rehab her body, and you know, I mean, yeah. Serena's what thirty nine now, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's that's formidable in itself because most, you know, I guess back in the day, tennis players tapped out around thirty one, thirty two, yeah, and they're playing a lot older, you know, because of sports medicine. So maybe she could take some time off and rehab and like retool, you know, like boxers yeah. do. They they go back and they figure out a, another way to win matches because they can't use we can't rely on their speed anymore, like Manny Pacquiao. Yeah. He has to um, do something else. He has to reform his game. So maybe, well, I don't know. Uh, John, your thoughts? So uh, a lot of what Trey and Jay and you said, am I muted? No, no. you oh. A lot of what Trey and Jay and uh, what Dennis said, uh, I was going to repeat. But instead, um, I just want to read off some of her accolades because they're they're pretty mind-boggling. So... She still has quite a ways to go to catch up with uh, Navratilova. I think Navratilova yes, yeah. has like 56 uh, uh, slam titles. Um, and um, Serena like has 39 or something like that. Um, but let me just first start off by saying I think that Serena Williams is hands down the greatest tennis player, male or female, that we've ever seen. Because of these following accolades she she shares the record for like the most olympic medals won by a tennis player with 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 venus yeah like she and venus have won a singles medal and right. three for their right. doubles play <clears throat> yep serena's the only player in history male or female to possess a career golden slam in singles and doubles which means like she's won four slams and a gold medal in both singles and doubles um, That's crazy. She's beaten twenty <laughs> out of the twenty-four women who are ranked number one. That's insane. She's um she has six slam victories without dropping a single set. That's tied with Navratilova. Um, she's been ranked number one, I think, ten different years mm-hmm. of her career. Uh, her slam streaks are are amazing. She held like four slams at 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 the same time, even even if, you know, they weren't, like, in the same calendar year. But she's, like, the only player to win four more slams in a row more than once. Um, See, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody's nobody's getting close to that. Like, nobody, and like, nobody, I like, don't nobody's know about don't, to be. You, you, know, you know how, like, we uh, a lot of times when, uh, when, when Kobe came into the league, like, everybody wanted to make the comparison and thought that Kobe would come close, and maybe he did come a little bit close, you know, with five championships, but there were still a lot of other things that, uh, he didn't capture. Um, and then the same thing with LeBron. LeBron's got four. But I don't know that there's going to be another tennis player that's even going to come close to what Serena has done in her career. It's like trying to find that golfer who can do what Tiger's done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can say all you yeah. want about Phil Mickelson um, and Bryce DeChambeau and all these other guys. But in their career, like to do what Serena's done is gonna is it's so unprecedented, and um, you know it, it maybe this is the end. She like you said, she's thirty nine years old, and she just had you know she's what her her kid is like two or three years old, so her she's body's dead. definitely changed a lot, right. um, which probably is a result of her injuries. But uh, yeah, man. Serena, her legacy, I think, will leave behind 
a trail that will be less traveled. You know, and we, we've had this conversation before when, when we talk about um, Osaka and, and her legacy and how she ranks up against, and I'm always the one that's like, yeah, her numbers, like she, she hasn't done enough at this age to be compared to Serena, but that's the comparison because she's like the new, you know, girl of color that's coming in and she's kind right. of taking hold on the, on, the, on, on, the, on the sport. But to compare her to Serena, I think is a disservice to Serena based on what she was able to do by the time she was Osaka's age at this time in the sport. Now, I, I, I'm not taking anything away from Osaka. I think she's going to be what she is. She's going to be great. She's going to be great for the sport. But Serena's on a whole different plane in terms of what her dominance, her sheer dominance over the sport. And I think it was also a disservice to her by saying that all the, all the negative comments that were made about her physique and how she was built like a man and all stuff, you can't just give her credit for being great. She's great. And I think as time goes on, we'll be able to see people kind of give way to how great she actually was and how great she was for the sport for as long as she was. She, I mean, we're talking about a 20 plus career, 20, 20 plus year career in a sport where she dominated. She was in the top 10 all of those <laughs> years. She's still she's 39 years old. She's still in the top 10. Yeah. And she's oh. not even playing that much. So I think her legacy kind of defines itself. And it's just time for people to, to realize that all the haters need to realize that she's going to be, if if she does or does not get 24, she's still the greatest woman, greatest woman athlete probably to walk this earth and arguably one of the greatest athletes, top three athletes of all time, period. Yeah. Um, yeah. You so muted, yeah. Jay. I did? No, Jay's oh, muted. Thank you. I think the only way a woman beats her um, as far as like that statement, Dennis, is because we have a woman playing uh, a male sport. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, that's what'll happen. That's like, a good point. Like she, like, like it's like the McEnroe, um, uh, um, not never. Yeah, na- the McEnroe, McEnroe never to Lova. never yeah. to Lova. Yeah, will be like a regular thing because we won't have the the uh separation of of uh genders anymore <clears throat> so then this? some woman will be the greatest ever because she's beaten she played men uh right she's but see, played this men. The thing with a, with, a, with a sport like tennis you know even she said serena said it before like if you put her against a guy she wouldn't win she said it herself i i think she was saying that to be modest of course you know, at the end of the day, I think she would whip a dude's ass, man. I, she could I personally whip agree too. A lot of the, yeah, especially <laughs> like in her prime, like in her prime, Serena, because she was still serving about one thirty at one point. You know, yes, that's, that's a number that most guys. <laughs> that's would, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, I think you know you may be on to something with that. I don't think a sport <laughs> like tennis will cross the gender barriers anytime soon. So we we probably won't see anything like that anytime soon. Yeah, but. If it does happen, that I, I think your argument will be clear. Like it, 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 when you cross the gender lines, then the conversation kind of shifts, and then yep. she becomes. It, you put the asterisk by her being the greatest athlete, of, one of the greatest athletes of all time, which is a disservice to her and every other athlete that comes before her that yep. didn't have to cross over and play other genders. So, mm-hmm. um, on that note, all hail Serena, and we're going to take another break. All hail Serena. <laughs> um, we'll be back. This is Sports and Things. It's John Lane from the Sports and Things Podcast. And in case you missed it, we've recently partnered with Fubo TV. What is Fubo TV? 
Fubo TV brings you 100 plus channels, including NBC, CBS, Fox, ABC, ESPN, and more without the hassle of a cable contract. You don't believe me? Click the link in our bio and start your free seven-day trial now. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into our final subject or final segment of the day, which is John Lane presents the Sports and Things News. All right. Thank you, Mr. Turner, I think. <laughs> uh, my name is John Lane. All right. A little bit. A little bit. Whoa, did you hear that? Yo, that was dope. Yo, you sounded like Max Headroom just now. You got NBC? No. That was crazy. Man, I wish I wish the audience could hear sample, this. Dennis. Can't hear me. Yeah. He sampled himself in real time. He sounded like Max Headroom. All right. Uh, my name is John Lane. This is the Sports and Things News on, I can't believe it, July 1st, 2021. We made it. Wow. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, now we got another, what, seven more months ago. Uh, we are going to start with, uh, we're going to start with sports news, even though we've been talking sports for the last hour and a half. Um Scotty Pippen's in the news, y'all, and he's accusing Phil Jackson of being racist. Um, so this is a story on Sports Illustrated on SI.com by uh, Joseph Salvador. Uh, Scotty was on the Dan Patrick show on Monday, and he was addressing comments that he made in an interview with GQ magazine about a 1994 playoff game between the Bulls and the Knicks. We all know this story. We all know what happened. We'll start calling that the Salt Game because this dude is salt. Pretty much the Salt. Yeah, called the Salt Bay. Um, with the score tied at 102 with uh, less than two seconds remaining, Pippen infamously refused to enter the game coming out of a timeout. And Pippen stayed on the bench in protest because Phil Jackson decided he wanted to draw up a last-second play to let Tony Kukoc, who was a rookie, Instead of him. And Kukoc went on to make the game-winning jumper. And, of course, we all remember what happened in the locker room. Bill Cartwright got really emotional and called out Scottie Pippen and basically told him Scottie's not a team player. Uh, but no, this, was, Scotty. <laughs> this was a quote by Scottie Pippen. He said, I felt like it was an opportunity to give Kukoc a rise. It was a racial move to give him a rise after all I've been through with this organization. And now you're going to tell me to take the ball out and throw it to Tony Kukoc, you're insulting me. And when asked about his racial comment on Monday, he even doubled down. He's like, why would Tony, who's a rookie, get the last second shot and you put me out of bounds? That's what I mean. He said, that's what I mean, racial. Pippen's you know, it's racial. <laughs> Pippen is bitter. He didn't get paid. And then that turned into being bitter about everything else. But he left and got paid. Yeah, but that was after all of that. Still not the same. I mean, true. They should. The Bulls didn't pay him. The Blazers. That was ninety four. Yeah, but that was this was in ninety four. And uh, Dan Patrick said, you know, by staying a racial move, you're calling Phil a racist. And Pippen said, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a little, little bit of salt. A little bit of salt your way by uh, Scotty Pippen. So he should just sit down. Like he so did said it earlier, Scotty tripping should be called Scotty tripping. Scotty is tripping. Yeah. Scotty! Um, let's move on to another story. This is music related. So this has been... You gotten, Scotty! This has gone, this has gone viral in the past 48 hours. So 
I'm going to assume that most of us like the Foo Fighters. Uh, I'm a sure. huge Foo Fighters fan. I love the Foo Fighters. Uh, shout out to Dave Grohl, who's from the DMV. So I've always thought that black people have had a love for Nirvana. And I've never really been able to figure it out. Well, this kind of explains it. So Dave Grohl um, had an interview with Pharrell in which Pharrell called Dave Grohl one of the greatest drummers ever. And Dave humbly replied by saying, I'm definitely not the best drummer and I'm not one of the greatest drummers. And he said that as a result of talking about some of the people he's been influenced by. And one of them was a drummer for the Gap Band. And he made an aston astonishing, uh, we made an astonishing discovery when he compared the intro to Smells Like Teen Spirit, we've all heard it before, um, to that of a song by the Gap Band where you have those uh, the disco flams that Trey likes to call them. Uh, <laughs> the disco flams that uh, is played by uh, Tony, um, I cannot think of the Gap Band drummer. Cool Coach. <laughs> Yo, that's funny. Best racial flames. That's racial flames. The Gap Band drummer is Tony Kukoc. That's the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the song was "You Dropped the Bomb on Me," and uh, there's a there's a point in the song where he throws down some some open flames, and that's where Dave got the idea from. He was also highly highly influenced by drummers of uh, Trouble Funk. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the go-go bands of this yep. area. So Dave loves to make it, a, he loves to make a point of the fact that his drumming influences has stemmed from black drummers uh, in black bands. So I don't know, hearing Nirvana now, it all kind of makes sense. I also think um, uh, The Black Hole Sun is another, is another song that black people absolutely love. Yep. Just because of the tempo of the song, the groove, and everything, <clears throat> so um, that was just and a nice content, little. The content of it is nice too. You know, oh, what's yeah, funny? for sure. If, if you put uh, "Black Hole Sun" into like a uh, a bounce beat, it works. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it kind of got that vibe on it anyway. Uh oh! Now Jam and Jeff's going. Oh no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Don't do it, Jam and Jeff. Don't do it. He might sing on it. Have you heard that? Have you seen them videos? That... <laughs> oh, is he singing now? No, no, no. Let's not. Well, Next. <laughs> well, okay. This is not a part of Sports of Things News. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to talk about this story. This is a story that I heard on the Sports Junkies um, a couple of days ago. Sports Junkies are on 106.7 The Fan here in D.C. Uh, this is a story of a very weird... I want, it's not really a love triangle, but it does involve three to four people. That's not a triangle, I know, but it does involve a, uh, three to four people. That's a square. That's a rectangle. It's just a, it's a polygon. It's a polygon. Wow. That's a rhombus. Wow. It's wow. a rhombus. So uh, this is a story by Coy uh, Farrell. Coy Farrell, uh, who's, a, who's a, the Times, Fakir Times staff writer. And the headline is, three testify against a woman accused in a June 18th stabbing death of Kelly Gray. So this is a story about a woman 
who stabbed another woman in a small town somewhere in the south. I want to say it's, is it South Carolina? Uh, it's somewhere down there. Um, after, sorry, I lost my place here. So the prosecution in this court case called three witnesses. Uh, I'm going to send you guys a link to this so you can actually see what these people look like. But during the questioning, the name of the woman who, who murdered, uh, uh, who murdered Kelly Gray, her name is Melody Dawn Glasscock. <laughs> okay. That is her name. By the way, there is a very, very uh, talented composer who lives in Texas now. I think he teaches at the University of North Texas. His name is Alan Glasscock. But he used no to live relation? here in the DMV. No relation. Okay. It's actually a, a very I'm different spelling. Uh, so oh. during, during his own questioning, Glasscock's attorney, Mark Williams, at, at, at times tried to cast doubt on the alleged timeline of the murder and question whether the witnesses had firsthand knowledge of Glasscock's alleged actions and motivations. So here's what happened. Um, Glasscock was oh. involved with the... <laughs> Wouldn't it be more professional for us to call her glass penis? Or uh, dildo? Glass dildo? Oh, no. Isn't that what that is? Glass Isn't that penis. what a glass cock is? It's oh a dildo. Right? All right. Glass um, so, he, so, so, so here's what happened. Glass so glass. apparently uh, glass cock murdered, <laughs> <laughs> murdered this woman, Kelly Gray, because Kelly Gray was involved with, I think, her ex-husband or her ex-boyfriend or something like that. But there was like this love interest, right? And Kelly Gray was involved. And what she ended up doing was she ended up hiring her stepson, no, her son, um, and this other woman, I think is her aunt. Let me just get this straight. The woman's name is Maria Ombre and her son, James Ombre. Okay, so it's another woman and her son. I thought you They're were both from a Maria Cement Badge. Oh God. Oh boy. What? Oh boy. <laughs> Maria Ombre oh, and her boy. son James Ombre, both from Stevens City. They have to appear before a grand jury. They are being charged with an accessory to first degree murder after the after the fact in connection with the June 18th homicide. Apparently, Glasscock hired Ombre and her son to uh, go and I guess get the knife or lure Kelly Gray into a place where Glasscock could murder her. So they're an accessory to the crime. And the only way that they were able to find it is through the son's cell phone because he had made a phone call when the connection was made, whenever the son had contact with Kelly Gray. She, he placed a phone call to Glasscock and Glasscock was able to find her and kill her. I'm going to send you a link to this because you have to see what these people look like. These are the most homely looking people that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, first of all, Glasscock looks like a Glasscock. Like, she looks nothing what? like a human. She, she doesn't look human. Maria Ombre, her eyes are so close together, her right eye is on the left side. And her son, her son, oh, wow. oh, boy. oh boy, her son, her son, her, her son, I mean, I'm not going to even, 
I'm not gonna describe. It. I'm just gonna send it to y'all so y'all so y'all can oh, see. Man. It. But I cannot imagine how these three people could have possibly been involved in any sort of like you expect these people to 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 do anything right. You expect these people to get anything done civilly or get anything done the right way. Like this motherfucker can't even see straight. How you expect her to, <laughs> to get anything done? Anyway. I'm John Lane. That's the Sports and Things News. Trey said glass clock in four. So. <laughs> what? In for what? <laughs> Wait, in for what, though? In a foursome. Oh, glass no. clock in a foursome. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Way to, way to bring it home, John. Thanks. I just sent it to y'all. All right. Let's, uh, let's move on to our, our final segment of the evening, which is <laughs> Artist of the Week. And I will start with Jay Hill. Um, <laughs> I was listening to Last Clocks. Hell to the gnaw. Not at all. Um, Beanie Siegel out of Philly, formerly associated with The Rock. Um, it's The Rock. He was, he was, uh, <laughs> One of the wow, wow, wow. Sorry, nah, sorry. he he was one of the hood dudes that really could not. Of course, we on the outside looking in, so nobody knows the story except his him. longevity was shortened. Yeah, because he his could not get away from <laughs> Yeah, you can't take yeah. the hood out the nigga. Yeah, buddy. So, uh, but he was he was a dope lyricist. He was dope in belly. He was dope in belly. <laughs> yeah. Dope in belly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wait, was he in belly? Uh, no. No, nah, he wasn't in belly. He was, was in the state property movie. Yeah, he was in the state property movie. He was in state property. My bad. I'm, I'm tripping. So, uh, so yeah. Phoenix Tickle. Damn you, glass cock. Foiled <laughs> <laughs> again by glass cock. <laughs> Oh Lord, yo! All right, Beanie Siegel. Shout out to Beanie Siegel. Uh, he said, "You either get down or you lay down, and then I stick you with my gas clock." <laughs> oh my God! All right. Oh, All right. oh <laughs> my goodness! You go, Trey. Go ahead. All right. So this week I checked out um, her and her new album, "Back of My Mind." Pretty nice. cool. Um, what? Definitely good stuff. Uh, had some nice vibes on there, so definitely check it out. Cool, shout out to my homie Keith and bass man Foster, he's a uh, bass player, that's for sure. Um, John, so my artist of the week is not an artist, actually, sons and four. <laughs> my artist of the week is a podcast, it's not the oh, sports man. and things podcast, what? it is the Quest Love sports Supreme and things. Podcast. All right, um, oh. I've been listening heavily to the Quest of Supreme podcast for uh, since like 2017, but this week I listened to about four episodes, and he has uh, at, um, uh, Elder Barge, Nathan East, which is a great episode. Like, did you know Nathan East is probably the most recorded bass player in music history? I did. I've yep. seen that dude's He's house. played on some incredible, incredible joints. Have you seen his house? Um, I'm in my house. I have he, not. He has a helipad. I'm not, I'm not Dennis the celebrity. <laughs> he has a helipad on his house. 
Well, listen, if you get to tour with Eric Clapton, if you if you get writing credits with Anita Baker and uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, like, if, shit, yeah, you get a helipad. Yeah. Um, he has an episode with Morris Day. I know, that's And uh, the latest one is uh, with Marilyn McCoo and Billy Davies. Uh, the Quest of Supreme podcast is probably one of the best podcasts that's out there. He's interviewed people in all of the entertainment uh, in the entertainment industry. So check that out. Quest Love Supreme. Sweet. Um, and my artist of the week is a group. Yes. Quest Love blocked me on Twitter, Trey. Thank you. And I still don't know why I have, I still don't know why he did. You know, before I tell my artist of the week, John, you have to tell him like every in well, pretty much any instance we've had run-ins with the roots, how those instances kind of go. Especially overseas and festivals. Yeah, I mean, he he tends to avoid us, I feel like. Um, I think he is hearing by word of mouth that Odyssey and Good Company are the next roots, which we all like sincerely deny because we sound nothing like them. We don't even try to be like them. Facts. I think it's the fact that we're a black live band, an all black live band, just like they are. Um, and black lives matter. So I think he probably feels, uh, I don't know, a little intimidated. He's a pretty sensitive guy. I've heard he's very sensitive. So, but this was before, he blocked me way before that. He blocked me way before this whole, before we started touring with Odyssey. I don't know what that stems from, but. Every time we see him, he's only approached us once when we were in Rotterdam. He walked right up to us because he knew who we were. And he shook our hands and invited us to see him DJ. We didn't go, but that's pretty much that's pretty much it. So he shook that's your hand he after he blocked you? Yeah. Yes. You know, it's crazy. So, I, look, he, he knows who... hold his hand and be like, yo, bro, can you unblock me? Though? I don't want to hold any man's hand, but... Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wow. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. This just took a turn. I'll shake his hand. Yeah, you know it's funny because I um I, I I don't know if I I don't know what it is, but I met him last summer at Dave Chappelle's summer camp and got a chance to play with him, you know, play play a jam session with him and everything. And when I was introduced to him at the after party again, he was like, uh he was like, Hey man, this is Dennis, you know, he plays with Odyssey and Good Company. He's like, Yeah, I know. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like wait, what? What is that? He, mean? he knows he, he knows who we are. Yeah, yeah. He, but he, are, he but was he, cool. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like yeah, get out my way kind of vibe. It was just like yeah, cool. We dabbed it up and kept it moving, you know. So, I just right. thought it was interesting, you know, that you know, that we always had like these run-ins, and it was like that story kind of came up, and it was like, dude, we're not trying to be y'all. Like, I will say this though, and and then I'll let Trey say, or I'll let you do your artist a week. I think it's funny that we're both endorsed by the same drum company, because every time I put a post up on Instagram. Ludwig reposts it and he has to see it. Fair. <laughs> shout out, shout out, shout out your, um, your endorsement with Ludwig as well. Since you, yeah, Ludwig you drums. Thanks to Uli Salazar. He's one of the greatest guys uh, at that company. Uh, they, they sent me two Ludwig kits for my birthday three years ago and I'm still playing them. And also shout out to Pisces Symbols. Yes, sir. Um, I'm not doing pot. I'm not doing plugs right now. <laughs> <laughs> another day um so my artist of the week is a group called um laundry day and they have an ep out 
Um, it came out actually in uh, 2019 called Light Up Shoes 2. Um, it's a cool electronic alternative music. But they got a song in there called Cream. What is that? The hell? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Is that Glasscock? I'm about to say, somebody get Glasscock. What the hell is going on? So they got a song called Cream. What is that? Cream? What's going on? What's going on? Sir. 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 Give me that sound. Give me that Glasscock. Sir. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yo. All right. So that's my artist of the week. Uh, let's move on to oh. movies, documentaries, or books of the week, and let's start with Jay. I uh, am watching Loki on uh, Disney Plus. Sweet. Um, it's it's kind of dope because they they literally took man they they literally now have the power to take any <laughs> any character they have and make a series off of it. Like Disney just will never stop. Like they, they, they will forever make money because they will have anything to spin off. So it's really cool though how they have this whole story behind him, um, basically chasing himself through time because he's he's basically had a major effect on every um, every major event in the world from like Hitler shit to like whatever it might Damn. be. So wow. yeah, he's chasing he's chasing himself through time. So it's really cool. Loki. Nice, nice. Uh John. So I'm gonna stay on the topic of Quest Love. Okay. <laughs> My documentary of the week is Summer of Soul, which is Quest Love's directorial debut. And it is about a uh six week uh festival. Uh, of soul music in the late 60s it comes out tomorrow on hulu and in theaters and it is getting rave reviews right now uh, and so i'm definitely looking forward to this because this is right up my alley as far as uh the rise of funk music coming out of jazz jazz infusion uh sliding the family stones in it aretha franklin's in it abby lincoln's in it so you're going to see a lot of fusion of jazz Latin music and uh, soul music all wrapped up into one. So it's a very riveting documentary. Go check it out on Hulu and in theaters tomorrow. Summer of Soul. Nice. Trey? Um, my documentary of the week is called The NBA Finals, Sons and Four. <laughs> Yo, it's so stupid. No, uh, I have a no, you're done. That's it. TV yeah, series. Oh, well, all right. Sons and Four. <laughs> Glass color. Right, fine. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, I was. I'm watching a uh, Netflix series called uh, um, Manifest. Uh, it's a interesting that's the kind of sci-fi ish kind of thing. Yeah, I started. Yeah, yeah I started. Yeah, that's yeah. in my list too. Yeah, it's pretty like, interesting. It looks very, very. Um, no spoilers. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and my movie of the week is a movie called Awake, and it stars Gina Rodriguez, oh, that was who nice. was. Uh, yeah, Jane oh, Virgin. Julia Rodriguez. Yes, yes. Yeah, I watched and that one. That was the nice. movie premise is uh, something happens in the world and nobody can go to sleep. And what yeah. happens to your body and you physically, what happens when you, after 72 hours of no sleep and the world is in decay and there's a couple people who can't sleep, one of them is her daughter. 
and the lens she goes to to kind of save her family or protect her family. Really good movie. My mom fell asleep on it though. So, you know, that's, that's that. But I liked it. I stayed up and watched it. Um, and it had a really good ending. The ending was pretty cool too. Yeah. Um, so those are our artists and movies, documentaries, or books of the week. And that is our show. Um, we'd like to thank our um, partnerships with Unhinged Sports Network, Fanatics.com, Fubo TV. Let me get a hat, Fanatics. Right. And um, Eaton Playlists. Uh, you can check us out every Saturday on Unhinged Sports Network at 12 noon. Um, and you can catch us anywhere you can find podcasts. Apples, Spotify, our heart radio you name it we're there um make sure you tell your friends that we're there and check us out um and until next week stay safe there is still a pandemic going on people i don't think people are paying attention there's a new damn variant delta 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 the new variant so wear your mask if you haven't got your shots please wear your mask if you have gotten your shots please wear your mask um especially when people are gathered if you are gathered Corona might be there. So be safe, be smart. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, and until Corona week, might be in the mix. Right. So be safe. Make sure you tell your family you love them. Make sure you hug them. Give people their flowers while they're still here. And until next week, we'll see you next week. Peace. Sons free, of four. Free my nigga, Britney Spears. <laughs> you mean yeah. free my nigga, Justin Timberlake? What the fuck? <laughs> You nah, fuck Justin Timberlake. Oh. Fuck Justin Timberlake. Uh, 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 yeah. We got the vibe on deck, bro. Four dope brothers talking sports, so let's go. If you could just imagine some dudes into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams is losing. So here we go. Deep Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rep up for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things. From rookies who ball to vets who about to get more rings. Plus more things, like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming. John like pumping. Over podcasts and stereo, every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcasts or Astro Turf with balls and clips like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. Priest the Nomad, uh, talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Drake Hill, talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. DC, baby. Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. 
Check our app for details. Bakers, fresh for everyone.